what is the flipping story, everybody? And um, this is episode eight of Flip the Script with uh, myself, Connor O'Keefe. Jesus, boys and girls, what a fucking day it has today, I'm telling you now. <laughs> um, it's a mad one. Do you know what time it is? It's 17 minutes past midnight, Monday morning. I'm actually, this is the first time that I've actually left it this late, you know. I usually don't even leave it to the Sunday before the Monday when I do my releases. This is the morning of, you know what I'm saying? This is the morning of, this is, I'm recording this now and I am going to be releasing it in a couple of hours time, like, you know what I mean? That's, that, that kind of shouldn't be happening really, like, you know? You know, I don't, I don't want to be doing that, but look, there's a, there, there is, that's my chair moving back. There's an explanation for it, but you know what? It'd be kind of boring. You know, I would want to flipping bore ye. you know, by telling you the details, but I will tell you a funny story from today, right? Um, got up this morning, you know? Usual morning routine, sipped on a bit of water, put the flipping kettle on, made the coffee, you know. While I was waiting for the coffee to brew, did a bit of mobility work, you know, bit of rolling, bit of foam rolling, you know what I'm saying. Bit of back stretching, you know, just basically moving the body out, you know what I mean. I was lying like a dead log for about eight hours in the bed. And then, I, you know, you wake up in the morning, you feel a bit stiff. I said, you know what, I'm going to move around the flipping gaff there now before I get out and start doing my running and stuff, you know. Anyway, got myself together, right, and went out for a run, right, and I kind of knew at the start of the run, right, that I might have had a sneaky poo. (laughs) I might have had an old flipping sneaky poo on the horizon, but I didn't want to, you know, admit it. I was... 15 minutes away from my house and I was like nah we're getting this run done this was an hour and 15 minute run right and there was a couple of times there now while I was running and I was like boys I might actually be entering the danger zone danger zone do you know what I'm saying I might be entering a zone where you know Mr. Poopy might actually make an appearance mid run right so I'm about 50 minutes into this run now, right? I'm blistering the pace now and I just do not want to stop. And I'm meant to be in zone two, which is like just under five minute kilometers, right? 450 kilometers. But I was running at like 435. Felt good. You know what I'm saying? Don't want to bore you with the deets. But I was absolutely busting for a poo, right? And I was like, look, I'm just going to run my zone two stuff, my fast stuff. And then I'm going to pause the flip and watch. And I'm going to I'm gonna find a place... <laughs> I'm going to find a place and see if I can do a wilder poo. And if any of you are not, um, if you're not uh, au fait with that term, if you haven't been following me very long or whatever the case may be, I don't really talk about wilder poos every day. You know what I mean? But a wilder poo is just a poo outside. Simple. It's just a normal poo, only that it's outside. Anyway, saw a nice little farm gate. Said, do you know what? I'll hop over that. Try and find a nice bush. Nice secluded bush for me to do this wilderpoo. For me to offload the extra cargo. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right? Just so happened, luckily enough, inside my running jacket I had a mask. (laughs) 
you can guess what I used the mask for. But anyway, just about made it right. It was absolutely like it was climbing over the fence. I was like, oh God, is it going to come out while I'm climbing over the fence? So I was climbing over the fence and I was like, oh Jesus, flipping heck. Got down the other side of the fence, found, found a nice secluded bush, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, wilder poos were had. But, right, I. I hopped back over the fence and back onto this back country road. Now grass growing up the middle of the fucking thing. And what was happening? A runner was running down opposite me. So I just started like running just nonchalantly. I was like, I didn't just take a poo. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about stranger running down this road where nobody else goes ever? And... I kind of gave him a kind of bit of a, a bit of a nod, like you know, as I was passing, and he gave me this kind of wry grin, you know, that wry grin that you give someone. You're like, I know what you've been doing. I know what you're doing. You're taking poos. <laughs> oh my god, boy, funniest. My second run on the island. I'm already known as the pooing run man, the running pooer. <laughs> but yeah, that's what happened this morning. Anyway, you know what I mean. But it had to be done. Do you know what I'm saying? So this is episode 8, but boys and gals, the flipping feedback I got from episode 7, from the games we play, like, it was absolutely incredible, incredible, I like, I, I'm just, I'm blown away by it, you know, like, I actually, it's so weird that I'm after leaving this podcast so late, because if there was one week that I was absolutely filled with gumption, filled with vigour to do this podcast, it was today, like, you know what I mean? Had a good sneaky wilder poo, good run, felt good. But what actually happened was I was actually filling out proposals for um, talks and events that I was actually going doing um, around the country. So when I mean around the country, I'm doing Zoom calls for businesses around the country. Some, some really, really big ones, actually. And uh, hopefully, you know, everything goes well. Um, actually, do you know what? I'm guaranteed it'll go well because, you know, I actually have such a confidence in myself now after doing it for so long that I know it's going to be good. You know what I'm saying? And that's the way you have to be about it, really. You know what I mean? If you're if you're going to be charging people, you know, good money to be uh, talking, you, you gotta you gotta be able to deliver. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that's kind of why, right? Because what actually happened was, I was working all day basically, um, on these proposals, and I was working basically doing the brief like finishing off the brief for this podcast and I was like do you know what now me and the missus watched this first hobbit last night and I said I'm gonna watch the second hobbit with her tonight like I you know that's what I wanted to do that's what I planned to do like and you know she was actually working herself uh, all day today as well we were kind of looking forward to it we got into watching the hobbit right and it got so late and I was like oh my god Connor you absolute poopy butthole you flipping have left it so flipping late and then I was like will I go to bed and set my alarm till 3 o'clock and then I was like no I will not sleep like I will not sleep knowing that I need to do the podcast so I said I'm going to get up and do the podcast so I'm actually do you know what I'm after making a cup of coffee right it's now 24 minutes past midnight and I've made a cup of coffee you know what I mean chances are when I get this podcast done I'm going to be hitting the ceiling you know what I mean I will actually be hitting the ceiling like but anyway, right, enough about that. Um the 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 podcast from last week, the the 
feedback has been absolutely incredible. Like I'm so so um humbled that people found so much from it. So if you haven't listened to episode seven, if you haven't listened to any other episode besides this one that you're listening to right now, you say, ah, look, do you know what? I'll give this flipping guy an old go and I'll see what the crack is. And I listen to his latest episode. Go back to episode one, especially if you don't know me like very well, if you haven't been following me for very long or whatever, you'll get a bit of a background into who I am from the first two episodes. And then the other ones will make, make a bit more sense, you know? So... You know, if you want to do that, do that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, it's just, it's it's great. And do you know what question was actually raised a number of times? I said I'd answer it on the podcast here about episode seven was, you know, how did you know that you were ready to get into a relationship? And to be honest with you, I didn't. Like, I didn't know if I was ready to get into a relationship or not. But I was fairly sure that I had done enough work on myself that, like, you know, I was open to having one. You know what I mean? I was after doing enough work on myself. I was like, John Connor, you're pretty, you're a pretty good guy. You know what I'm saying? And I like you. I think you're a flipping good guy. You could be ready to, you know, maybe leave someone in, right? You know, maybe. You know, we could drop the defenses. You know what I mean? We could, we could, we could, we we could, we don't need these walls anymore. We could take a sledgehammer to these walls, and we can let somebody in, right? But actually, to tell you the truth, right? And this is, this is like something that I actually haven't felt before ever, and like own, didn't actually even realize that it actually existed. But the first time I actually uh, laid eyes on her, I was actually mesmerized. You know what I mean? I was like, "Oh my god!" And I and then and then, as as it actually turned out, I ended up spending two days with with her without ever like a kiss or a holding a hand or anything like that. Right straight away when I first met Mel, and drove down to Cork. Right, hadn't kissed her or any did nothing like right. I was like, "Connor, you just fucking blown an opportunity there now to fucking you know." have an old flipping kiss with this one, right, that you're actually, you know, think is class, went down, you know, chatting to my dad, dad, I might be in trouble here, boy, do you know what I mean, I, like, I might be in a bit of trouble with this one here, like, you know, um, you know, I could be interested in this one, like, really interested, and so, yeah, you know, the rest is history, kind of made a move on her, you know, made a move, said, hey, do you know what, I think you're fucking class, I'm going to give you a bit of a kiss. And, that, and then it just kind of went from there. But I didn't really know, you know, like, like I was there, like, you know, the first two days. I was like, I don't know what to do. You know, what what do I do with my hands? Or where do I put my hands? Like, do I wear a jacket? You know, what are we doing? I had no idea, boys. You know, I really didn't. But, yeah, I suppose the way that it kind of turned out and the way that it panned out kind of let me know that this was going to be a good thing in a way. You know, there was no game playing. There was no nothing between the two of us. It was just like, yeah, I like you. I think you're cool. And uh, I like you and I think you're cool. And that was kind of it really, like, you know. But I don't know for sure. I don't think anybody knows for sure, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're if you're about 75% there, you're lucky, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think anybody knows when you're ready for a relationship. But you just have to take that chance that you're after putting the work in, enough work in on yourself that you're actually ready to be a partner to somebody. You know what I mean? Which is, which is what I am discovering still, and I'm and I'm constantly learning. You know, I will. I will, I'm the first man to admit that I am not 
you know, I am so imperfect and such a flawed individual that, do you know what, I'm just, I'm open to gr- to being wrong and I'm open to growing. But like, you know, I, I, I felt that like, you know, I was kind of in the right position to start that relationship, you know what I mean? So you don't know for sure. You really don't know for sure, you know. And uh, I think that was one of the big things that, um, that people wanted to know about episode seven was like, you know, you say like, you know, don't get into it, you know, don't try and get in a relationship until you think you're ready. Like, when did you feel ready? And I was like, to be honest with you, I just kind of knew that I was at peace with myself. You know, I was at peace with myself and I was able to like look myself in the mirror and kind of go, do you know what? You're, you're good. <laughs> you're a good person. Do you know what I'm saying? And I felt good about things. I, I wasn't like incredibly anxious about my daily life. You know, I felt like I was open to, you know, having another person in my life that I cared about deeply and, and you know, was involved in my everyday life. So that that's kind of what it led to really like, you know. And I just, I asked her, I said, hey, bud, do you know, do you want to kiss me on the face? And, uh, you know, fucking, you know, good, good thing. She said yes, that she would. She would like to kiss me on the face. And I kissed her on the face and that was it. And, yeah, do you know what? I'd like to say that I was super duper smooth when I did um, make make an old move on her, right? But what actually happened was um, I, I said, do you want to stay in down in my house for your hiking cork she had a hiking cork at the time you know the the borders were open covid wasn't you know fucking at the grips of our throat at the time and i said yeah stay in mind there you know don't bother getting a bnb or whatever you know and i had no real kind of like i had no real like um what, what, what way am i saying i had no sinister motive on this i was just like do you know what you know i get her down here give her a nice dinner you know make her a cup of tea and then, you know, maybe try and give her a kiss on the face. And so I was, like, fiddling around in the kitchen. And she was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, in her, I could see it in her face. And I was like, oh, I'm fiddling around. You know, in my head, I was like, I'm fiddling around because I want to give you a kiss. But I don't know if it's time to make a fucking move or not. Blah, blah. I was overthinking it, basically. So then I just sat down next to her and I goes, here, Mel, um, I saw you on the beach there uh, last weekend. And I thought you were amazing. And uh, I've kind of thought you were amazing you know, ever since then, you know, I'm going to give you a kiss, okay, and then I just kind of pulled her chair into mine, it, it was kind of weird, and then I gave her an old flipping kiss, so it was very kind of like, you know, um, not really your storybook beginning, is it, <laughs> really, you know, we were having a cup of tea there, and I said, yeah, give me a kiss there, <laughs> that was it really, you know, Um. so, anyway, we're fucking 15 minutes into this thing, and I haven't actually said anything about the the, the topic of episode 8, I've only rambled on about episode 7, you know what I mean, typical me, rambling on, um, but what I'm going to do now is I'm going to get into the main discussion of of episode 8, and I've already dropped in the, you know, to people that it's about minimalism, right, but first of all, right, you know, you can you can put down the 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 petrol jar and the box of matches right you know what i mean the can of petrol and the matches can actually be left in the shed because i'm not i'm not going to ask you to set fire to your house and all of your possessions and like denounce everything that you have in your life no i haven't done that i'll go through the stages that i found you know myself going through in in minimalism you know um but like no it's it's not about like just throwing away all of your worldly possessions and all that kind of stuff you know what i mean um so anyway 
like what is minimalism you know what i mean and i'm not talking about the movement of sculpture and painting in the 1950s you know what i mean that was about characterized by by simple massive forms i'm not talking about that type of minimalism right i'm talking about the other thing like minimalism right is in my estimation is like is intentionally living with only the things you need right so like basically like decluttering your life right now what you need i think it has a fairly broad meaning you know what i'm saying and like i've leaned more to i suppose a minimalist thought pattern than staunch minimalism because like minimalism is just an ideology right it's just an ideology it's just like nationalism or capitalism or feminism or you know what i mean it's it's an it's an ideology it's a system of ideas and ideals and i'm very skeptical you know what i mean of ideologies you know what i mean i don't trust them right because what ideologies do is they kind of they can make you feel like that's your identity you know what i mean that's your identity is those things you know what i'm saying so like Actually, do you know what? As a kind of a side here, right? Do you know, do you know, veganism, right? I, veganism is no more a diet now. It's a, it's an ideology. Veganism is an ideology because it is a set of ideas and ideals, combined with like the action within that ideology, right? It's just like minimalism. Minimalism has a set of ideas and ideals, and then there's actions associated to the minimalism, right? I don't think veganism is a diet, right? Yeah, it, it the diet is the action of the ideology because, like, vegans have their own set of, like, values and ideals and all that kind of stuff, and they're very vocal about them. And you know what? It's okay. Do you know what I mean? It's okay that they are, you know, like, you know, but just don't make me feel bad about having ham sandwich, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know, look, they're saying, you know, save the world and all this kind of stuff. Boys, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. But, like, we have to we have to stop cutting down fucking rainforest more than anything, really. Like, you know what I mean? And uh, But what was I going to say about veganism anyway? Basically, it's, it's funny because if there are vegans that are listening to this right now, you know, by you giving out and telling me that you're vegan you're kind of you're you're like fulfilling my prophecy that you're going to talk about veganism (laughs) i'm only messing by the way this is a joke but uh yeah like ideologies can become your identity so quickly so when i talk about minimalism here i'm not talking about people you know like undertaking this full fucking staunch minimalism um to the nth degree you know what i'm saying i don't i don't want that to happen you know um so like I kind of like make my own mind up, but in truth, I'm probably like selectively ideological, right? So, like, you know, I know that kind of really doesn't make sense because, like, you're either you know you know you're either a participant or a, a believer in a certain ideology or you're not. But what I'm going to say is like, you know, I'm a bit of a like I'm a bit of a Frankenstein, you know what I mean? I'm a bit of a dog's body. I'm a bit, a bit of a I'm a bit of an everything. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm I've got different parts of all kinds of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I made up a bits. Of ideologies, you know what I'm saying? I take what I can from the world. You know what I mean? If I find something good, I'm like, mm, I'll have a bit of that. I'll have a bit. Of, I'll dip my toe in there. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I I won't be sticking myself to anything. You know what I mean? Because I still want to be my own person. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't want and I don't want to be reading. I don't want to be reading other people's scripts. 
you know what I mean? That that that, that people have read to back up their certain ideologies. You know what I mean? It's like nationalism, right? Nationalism. The part I I I'll take the loving my country part. You know what I mean? I'll take that loving my country part, and then I'll leave out all the racism and border closing. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying anything about Brexit. I mean, who who said who said something about Brexit? You said something about Brexit. I didn't say anything about Brexit. You know what I mean? But that's basically it. Like you know what I mean? I'm going to leave certain parts and I'll take other parts, right? So basically, I'm I'm careful about adopting an ideology and like making it into my identity, right? And I really don't want that to happen from this episode here. You listen to this episode and you're like, I'm going to buy every book on minimalism. I'm going to become the most minimalist motherfucker you've ever seen in your life. And I'm going to get rid of all my possessions, right? Because there's certain minimalists out there that, like, you know, know of people that own 10 things. And I mean, like, 10 things, including a pair of socks. Like, a pair of socks is probably two things in their eyes. You know what I mean? There's eight other things besides that pair of socks. Do you get me? It's like, that, in my own estimation, is not what I'm saying or what I, what I think we should be aiming for here, really. You know what I'm saying? Because, like... It's just going to stunt your ability to, um, to, to like, I suppose, have a full-on life. But it's about having a healthy relationship with the things that we buy and, and what we allow into our lives. Do you know what I'm saying? And, again, that's only the surface-level stuff of, of minimalism, right? What minimalism has really taught me is a minimalist, like, chain of thought. Right? And, a, and a minimalist way of thinking, but it's also given me enhanced gratitude as well. So I'm going to go through all of those things anyway. You know what I mean? But I'm my own man, thank you very much. I ain't no, you know, like minimalist, really. I suppose I am a minimalist, you know what I mean? But like, I'd say a minimalist would looking at me and be like, you're a dope, you're not a minimalist. Like, you got loads of shit. Do you know what I mean? But, like, when I first read about minimalism right and i first started to actually get interested in minimalism i was like i'm throwing all my shit away these boys are onto something here i'm gonna get rid of all my shit not gonna have any things and i'm gonna feel great right so i got rid of loads of stuff in my in my room and stuff like that you know what i mean i just got rid of loads of clothes and things and bits and pieces out of my room and my room was lovely and tidy. That's kind of what I, what, how I figured out that I actually liked things, having things tidy, which is like a new thing for me. You know what I mean? I was always that person in work or in school or whatever the case may be, shit splayed all over the all over the desk, all over the desk. But like nowadays, I think I'm a bit more minimalist. Like even my workstation here now is cup of coffee, laptop, uh, notebook, and the microphone hookup setup, headphones. That's it. There's nothing really like cluttered around here's not pages everywhere and there's a pen here you know what i mean but the pen is kind of good it kind of lets me know where i am in the brief you know what i'm saying because like fuck it here sometimes i get caught when i'm in the middle of these things and one thing that i'll say about the podcast is that people are so surprised when they learn is i record it all in one shot i never stop the recording i never stop the recording and like make edits or whatever the case may be i press record I talk and I press stop. <laughs> it's the simplest thing ever. It's like I could learn how to edit all this stuff, but then I think I wouldn't be as good at like following along my general idea for the podcast. I'd be, you know, bits and dribs and drabs or whatever, but no, I have to write out everything and like know exactly where I'm going. You know what I mean? 
So yeah, that's that's how I do the podcast. It's a very minimalist way of doing it. <laughs> very minimalist, very minimal editing. You know what I mean? That's, I'm just a total minimalist guy. You know. But anyway, right? How did how it kind of progressed from there was like it definitely, definitely has has given me a, a better idea of the value of things, right? And it's definitely made me think twice about buying shit. You know what I'm saying? So it had like it saved me loads of cash, I'd say. Like, you know what I mean? If I could tot up the amount of cash that like minimalist thought has actually saved me, I'd say it's been astronomical, I'd say. Cause like, you know, I, I'll be I'll tell you the truth. Like before, two two years ago, fuck it, man. I was a devil for buying shit I didn't need. Like, you know what I mean? I used to work in a in a, a car sales place, right? And you'd be wearing suit and ties, lads. I must have had 15 ties. More. You know what I mean? You're just go out, be getting a shirt and say, ah, I like that tie. I'll get that tie. I'm like, what? Okay, you've 14 ties. Do we need a 15th tie? I don't think we need a 15th tie, Connor. We always need a 15th tie. You know what I mean? What if we want to wear that pale pink shirt with the blue blazer? Hmm? What about then, Connor? We're going to need this tie for this, and you're going to thank me later. And I never did thank myself later because I barely wore any of the ties. I had like two favorite ties and I never wore the other ones. And anytime I ever wore those other ones, I was like, fuck it. I wish I was wearing my good tie, one of my ties, one of my favorite ties. You know what I mean? One of my two favorite ties. Yeah. Anyway, right. Basically what it made me do after I threw away all my shit was it kind of made me think, do I really need this? You know what I'm saying? Yes. This fondue set is twenty four ninety nine in Aldi, right? I would apps like the amount of movies that I have watched in which people are enjoying like delicious home cooked treats from a fondue set, and it looks, it looks delicious, lads. It looks absolutely delicious. Like fondue set, yeah, that seems like something that I would like. You know what I'm saying? But do I really need it? No, and. Like, it's just, no, you know what I mean? Like, I go, I go into, I go into, like, you see, the thing is, what you need is kind of like, uh, it, it's dictated by who you are as a person. You know what I'm saying? I go into Lidl, they have half-price welding masks, right? <laughs> half-price welding masks. I'm probably not going to use that, right? You're a welder. One thing you should probably have in your house is a welding mask. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's, it's, it's dictated by who you are. You know what I'm saying? A welder. Yeah, welder mask, well, well, welding mask. You know what I mean? You're going to make more use out of a welding mask than you are a fondue set anyway, definitely. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to make use out of either of those things because I just don't don't think that I would use the fondue. I might use it once. But then that fondue set, right, is going to cost me twenty four ninety nine, And you're like, yeah, okay, well, like, whether you buy it and use it a hundred times or buy it and use it once, it's going to cost twenty four ninety nine. No. Do you know why that... That uh, um, it, it doesn't cost me twenty four ninety nine if I use it more than once is right. What I like to do, and this is another thing that I've taken from um, minimalism, is my 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 CPU, right? My CPU, my cost per use, right? CPU sounds so super duper professional. You know what I'm saying? I'm a CPU. You know what I mean? Doesn't that like it's not a computer thing as well? CPU. Anyway. Computer per use, cost per use, right? So let's say I bought the fondue set and I used it once. It would cost me twenty four ninety nine per use, 
right? And I'm just going to pull something from the opposite end of the spectrum, right? And I have a Van Gogh tent, right, that cost me 46 euro, right? And I've used it easily 50 times. So that means it's cost me less than a euro each time I've used this Van Gogh tent. That's an incredibly good buy. That's a very, very good buy. I, I also, I like, I dress like a cartoon character. <laughs> Do you know, cartoon characters wear the same shit every single time. Like, Bart Simpson has that orange t-shirt and he has the, the blue shorts every day. Blue runners on with the white dot on every day. He never changes. Even, they even make jokes about it in the show. He pulls out the dresser drawer. What does he have? He's got one side orange t-shirts. The other side blue shorts. Right? I'm like that. Like, how, how many times, like, when I'm talking to you right now, you're like, okay, yeah, this guy, he wears a red North Face fleece or a blue sprayaway fleece. That's what I wear. Do you know what I mean? That, those are the two tops that I wear. Now, I don't wear many other tops. So, like, if I was to compute the, you, the cost per use of, let's say, that, um, that North Face fleece, I got that for 45 euro. I've worn it 150 times, I'd say. You know what I mean? What's that? 30 cent a wear or something. Less. Right? I'm not fantastic at the old fucking, like, quick quick, quick maths. Do you know what I'm saying? Not, 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 not too good at the old quick maths. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. But, yeah, basically, I don't need to be good at maths to know that that's a damn bargain right there. That's a great purchase. So, that's kind of what it made me think about. was like, is this purchase going to be, is this going to be a fondue set? Of twenty four ninety nine per use, or is this going to be a purchase of like a fleece that I really you know I you will definitely use because I'm into hiking, I'm into the outdoors, I like going for walks on the beach. You know, I, I like I like long walks on the beach. You know what I'm saying? Who doesn't? Do you know? By the moonlight, you know, I like holding hands. You know what I'm saying? I like a bit of romance, a bit of dancing. You know what I'm saying? Take me out dancing if you want. Anyone who wants to take me out dancing, you know, get on to me. I, 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 me and the woman will go out dancing. I'm saying, um, actually, what songs do you like to dance to? Just completely, just ask that question. That's gonna pop into your head now. It's gonna go. Oh yeah, that's the song I like to dance to. But anyway, right? So yeah, I, I, I use those things, and it makes me think about it in that way. Minimalism makes me think about it in that way. Like, it, and it leads to like invo- informed decision making. You know what I mean? Like, but like again. Like, all of this stuff, like the saving money and the thinking about the cost per use and all of these things are all surface benefits, right? Because, like, it it definitely, it hits deeper than that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, because, like, what I've kept in my life is to truly see the value in, is to see the value in, in the other things in my life. You know what I mean? And... It leads to like fostering better overall happiness in my life about what my life has afforded to me, not the things. I mean, not the shit that I have. You know what I mean? Like, to be honest with you, like, um, I'm grateful for all of these things, right? And it may seem that I have no mass on them when I say like, oh, look, I'm like, you know, I have a, I have a trophy that I got. I'm not a very, very sentimental person when it comes to things. I try not to hold too much in them, you know what I'm saying, like, if, if, 
if someone said to me, like, you know, if you if you could grab one thing, if your house was burning down and you could grab one thing before you go, fuck it, I'd grab Mel. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, if, the, if it was like, oh, yeah, you have to grab one thing, one thing now before you go, I wouldn't grab fucking anything. I'd get the fuck out of that house. You know what I mean? The most important thing to me is my life. So, like, I don't, I don't have, like, you know, when I say that I'm, I'm you know, it, it fosters more happiness about the things that my life has afforded me. I'm not talking about the things. I'm talking about, like, I'm talking about a solid family. I'm talking about good friends. I'm talking about a sense of opportunity and hope that I have. You know what I mean? And actually, on that, on that sentence about hope and opportunity, right, I, I would imagine from the last episode... From episode 7 of this, I have had 14 new patrons this week. And it's just, guys, it's absolutely incredible that so many of you guys are, want to get behind me. You know what I mean? And you want to support me and help me in, in, on, on, on Patreon, right? If you want to support me, it's www.patreon.com forward slash flip the script with C. O'Keefe like my Instagram handle C. O'Keefe so www.patreon.com forward slash flip the script with C. O'Keefe guys it means more to me than you'll ever know that I'm actually able to 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 affect people in such a way and also be able to make a living from doing these things and going out and finding new experiences to talk about you know what I'm saying it's absolutely fantastic. So I thank you all. And do you know the good thing about the Patreon is? If you're becoming a patron, you're paying for someone who can't afford to, to be a patron, who really wants to and loves the podcast. You're paying for them to to listen. So like, especially with these, with these um, uh, economic times that we have right now, you're paying for people that might not be able to afford it to, to listen to this podcast. You know what I'm saying? It's fantastic. It's fantastic, and it's a great system, and it's something. It's a it's a system that rewards creative, independent people. You know what I'm saying, and that's and it's fantastic. It really is. It really, really is. Now, right. Besides the surface level, um, uh, uh, benefits of like basically decluttering your life, and, um, basically making you think twice about what you buy, and the value, the intrinsic value, and the and the the cost per use. Of things think about that now next time you're out right aldi's a bitch for this kind of stuff right you're in aldi and their special buy stuff comes up and all of a sudden you 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 feel like you might like to go snorkeling you know what i mean there's a snorkeling kit there for 19.99 like yeah do you know what fuck it i i i actually have thought about going snorkeling before no you haven't like it's nineteen ninety nine. That's why you're fucking saying you want to go snorkeling. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, think about the actual cost per use. What 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 will I have when I look at this in a year's time? Will I say, oh, that cost me nineteen ninety nine per use, or it actually cost me nineteen ninety nine and I didn't even use it? Or are you going to look at it and go, do you know what? It cost me two euro a use. It was great. You know, I went out ten times over the summer. Went snorkeling. Class. Unreal bang for your buck do you know what I mean that's good shit right there you know like what what are you gonna get out of buying this thing you know do you really need it because 
and and how you'll know that is by, by doing what I said if you if you wanted to declutter some of your things right good way to do it is turn the hangers turn the hangers of the stuff that you use you you the all all the way reversed around so turn the hangers the opposite way right of everything that you have in your wardrobe anything you use like anything you wear right put them back the normal way around and at the end of a three-month period or something like that anything that's turned the other way still you haven't worn it in three months get rid of the motherfucking thing you know what i'm saying you don't use it i mean we all we all have those things inside in our our room we're like oh that's that tattered old t-shirt from that summer oh we had great times and all kind of stuff yeah the great times do not live in the fibers of this t-shirt like you know what i mean fuck it out do you know what I'm saying? If, if it's got holes in it, you never use it anymore. Like, give it to a charity shop if it doesn't have holes in it and it's just, you know, something that you don't want to use anymore. You know what I mean? Make use of it as uh, if you can. You know what I mean? Like, I would always say, always, and that's what I did with all of the stuff. I gave it to charity or I gave it to my friends or I gave it to my father. I gave them to, pe- to, to people. I, d- I actually didn't end up throwing one stitch of clothing in the bin. It was everything was actually given to other people to be reused and recycled. So it was brilliant. So when I say fuck it out, I mean, you know, find a use for it outside of your wardrobe. Right. And when you do that, then you think about it. You think about, oh, you know what? I actually had something just like that. And I gave it to my friend because I wasn't wearing it or I wasn't using that thing or whatever. I think I had like three lamps in my room and I'm like. I don't need three lamps, like, you know what I mean? I, like, I don't, like, you know what I mean? So I gave one to my dad, I gave one to my friend, he needed one for his workstation. You know, it's just like, those things just, they they um, they, they accumulate, you don't know where they're fucking coming from. But anyway, those are the kind of things that'll, you know what I mean, They'll, they, they will actually bring some, some peace and they might help you with saving a bit of cash as well, do you know what I mean? So think about, what you let into your life because it will take energy from you like you know and the biggest thing that i can say is like let's say now you get a lovely new car right that lovely new car will need to be washed and maintained and worried about because you've parked it inside in tesco and you don't want somebody to open up a feckin' door and smack into the side of it and send and let, let a big dent inside in it that would be that would be a big dose that'd be a bad time you know what i mean super expensive car needs needs a super expensive repair job you know what i mean and then you'll be like is that car better than my car blah blah, blah. all these different things that you know what i mean that that it draws from you you know so you know basically just think about the stuff that you let into your life and then the the um the real thing and the and the title of this podcast right is the minimalist thought chain, right? And this is probably the biggest, biggest nugget of gold that I have taken from my time as like sifting through this ideology of minimalism and finding the bits that I really, really hold dear, you know what I mean? And that I'm taking from minimalism. I'm not going fucking out my shit all the time or whatever the case may be. I'm not going to, you know, end up with 20 things, you know what I mean? Three white shirts, three blue pants turn into fucking Homer Simpson. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm going to I'm going to have things, you know what I mean? Because I'm into a lot of different shit. I'm into running, hiking, sea swimming. You know, I'm into a lot of different stuff. 
I'm going to need some kit for that. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to fucking get rid of everything. But what I am going to do is I'm definitely going to be careful what I bring in. And so the 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 minimalist thought chain, right, is exactly like what I practiced in the physical world when I was when I was sifting through all the stuff that I wanted to to that I was going through in my room, right? I had I had two piles, keep and discard, right? And I actually generate and continue to generate in my mind all the time a keep and discard pile in my head right about thoughts so am I going to keep the thought or am I going to discard it right and I'll I'll explain that right so right you're going about your day right you're going about your day you're 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 doing a work day right I'm gonna I I, I haven't got this now written down in the brief so I might go and I might just kind of mess up a bit but that's okay I'm gonna take a chance I'm taking a risk for y'all right but okay so a thought comes into your head right and you say fuck flipping heck flipping poos i have forgotten to email brenda from accounts um those details that i was meant to email to her earlier and flipping sakes she's probably nearly ready to go home now and I'm, and 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 flip sakes right so that's just my thought that I've come up with on the spot, right? Because that's a fairly regular thing, isn't it? You know what I mean? Brenda and accounts, you know, forgot to email her. Darn it, right? So one, right? The question is, and this is part of the thought chain, right? Is this something I can control, right? Something as easy as the email to Brenda and accounts is actually a very, very easy one to answer, Right? And the second part of the chain is answering it, yes or no, right? So is this something I can control? Yes, right? Yes, you you can control it. You may not like, or it may not be ideal that you're sending this email late or you're doing this thing that you should have done ages ago. No, it doesn't matter about that, right? As long as you say exactly what happened. So as long as you say, Brenda, so sorry, I forgot until this moment you're not making excuses to brenda brenda does not want to hear your excuses right she just wants to get the email you say apologies i i left this um i i i forgot this until now i'll send it on to you bang it onto her and she has it right that's a very very simple one but there's lots of thoughts that come into our head right and where we go is this something i can control and there are only two possible answers, yes or no, right? And if it's yes, right, okay, yes, what can we do? What can we do to act upon this thought to better ourselves and to, and to maybe gain a bit more of a control over the situation or over this thought, right? If we can control it, what can we do to control it, right? That's what we do, that's what we move on to when we answer it yes. When we answer it no, right, and this is where people are probably going to think, oh yeah, he's going to discard it, he's going to fuck it away or whatever, and he's going to try and shove it out of his head. No, right? When I mean discard it, I mean we're going to try and take the power away from it. 
So what we're going to do is, is this something I can control? No, this is not something I can control. I'm thinking about something that is out of my control, right? It was something, maybe you're thinking about something that you regret from your past, or you're thinking about something that's way into the future that you have no, that has no bearing on you. Let's say you're talking about the a vaccine for some for for the for the for the virus right you're thinking about these the opposite ends of these things right two things that you can't control right when i say that we're going to discard them right we're going to say no i can't control this right and it's okay that this thought is in my head but i just want to know want myself to know that i'm not in control of this so worrying about it is meaningless Right? But I'm going to leave this thought, do what it wants to do, and if it wants to head away and you know go about its business, that's, that's what I'm going to let it do. And when you do that, you, you take away the power. When you force, try and force it out, you can make it worse. You know what I'm saying? You can make it worse. So we're going to leave it there. We're going to go, no, I can't control the situation. I understand why I'm thinking like this, but I can't, I can't control it. So whatever this thought wants to do, it's not going to have any bearing over me anymore. So I'm going to, I can think about it or it can head away. Chances are usually when in my own experience, the thought dissipates and you, you, you kind of actually forget about it because you've, you've, you've actually said, "Mm, sit down there, pull up a chair, buddy. You know what I mean? Have a flipping old seat and we will, we'll, we'll, we'll suss this out. You know what I'm saying? And you're, you're just, you're at eye to eye level. You know what I mean? With this thought, like, you know what I'm saying, right? So another another thought chain, right, is, is this thought useful or necessary to our day or to our lives, right? Is this thought going to actually add to this day, like, you know what I mean? Or is it going to add to my life in any way? Is it useful, right? Again, when we get a, a question like that, it's a yes or a no answer, Right? You may think, mm, this is kind of grey area. No, it's a yes or a no answer, really, most of the time, right? So, if you answer yes, how can we make use of it? How can we make use of this thought? Is it, if it's useful and it's, or it's necessary to our day or to our lives, how are we going to use it, right? Maybe you could write it down, you know, take note of it, expand upon it, you know, tell it to somebody, you know, let somebody know what you're thinking, and see, get their perspective on it, right? You're acting upon it, and that that's that's a really really good thing about this this minimalist thought chain is you're thinking about it, and you're going straight to the source. You're not you're not messing around. It's not like a desk with papers littered all around the gaff, and you're looking for your pen. My pen's right here. I'm holding my pen right now, right? You're not you're you're you're, you're right down to brass tacks, and you're you're getting your answers right. If it's no. You're going to allow it, right? You know what I mean? You're going to allow it to, you know, to be there, whatever the case may be, but you're going to let it know, look, you're not useful and you're not going to add to my day and you're not going to add to my life, all right? I just want you to know that you're, you're not going to add to my day. You're not going to add to my life, right? Bye, Felicia, you know? You're going to tell it to feck off, you know what I'm saying? In, in that kind of a way, you're not going to try and force it out. You're just going to say, look, here, boy, you're not necessary, you're not useful, look, you're here, I don't know why you're here, you know what I mean, to be honest, 
right? And you actually, you know, the by Felicia, you know, bah Felicia, bah Felicia. Do you know where that comes from? It comes from a, a movie called Friday with Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. Absolute classic. If you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend seeing it because it's ridiculously funny. Ridiculously funny. Um, so yeah, watch Friday. Great film. Uh, there's actually a couple of more Fridays afterwards. I've actually seen the the I've seen the the second one and third one. I don't know if there's a fourth one, but I've seen I've seen next Friday and Friday after next. Great films. Go watch it. Right. So basically, does does this thought benefit me? You know what I mean. Ask yourself the question. And this is the thing about the minimalism: is there is the there is the keep and discard. It's you know there's not the there's not keep discard. Maybe it's keep discard. It's either something's valuable and it's worth hanging on to, or it's not. This is what I use, like, I use on a fairly regular basis. Now, like all of us, I allow thoughts sometimes to run a fucking muck with me, right? Just like everybody else. But if I can, at that moment in time, be aware of this thought chain and I actually grab a hold of it, you know what I'm saying? Grab it by the fucking neck. By the scruff of the neck and say, here boys, what's the story? Is this useful? Yes or no? Is this beneficial? Yes or no? Mm, yes, it is. Okay. If it's beneficial, what are we going to do? We're going to write it down. We're going to talk about it. We're going to get it out there. We're going to expand on it. You know what I'm saying? We're going to fucking, we're going to, we're going to jump up on top of it. We've already grabbed it by the mane. We're going to jump up on top. We're going to ride this thing into the fucking, into the sunset. You know what I'm saying? Right? No. Then we're going to just go say, look, yeah, you're not beneficial. You don't belong here. Um, I'm, I look, you can you can be here if you want to, but like you know, you're not going to benefit me, and I'm just going to continue my day anyway, regardless, right? So like, yeah. So basically, uh, if you're if you're um, if you're if you're saying that, it's basically how are we going to take advantage of it? Or look, I'm just going to let you know that I'm going to you know you're you're not a benefit, I'm not going to take advantage of you because you're not used to me, and that's fine, okay? That I'm just going to let you know that. And and verbalize it, like, verbalize it in your head. You know, verbalize it in your head. Or if you're on your own, or if you're, you know, if you're comfortable just chatting, chatting to yourself out in the middle of public, which I am. I'm very comfortable with just going here, boys, and, you know, just having a bit of a chit-chat, you know. Even sing it, boys, you know what I mean? You could sing it to yourself, and like, I'm going to just let you go because you're not going to benefit me. And I can sing a lick, but I'm gonna sing this song right now. And it's seven minutes past one in the morning, and I'm singing. But anyway, yeah, basically, verbalize it, right? Now, the last portion of this, the last question of this kind of minimalist thought chain is, and this is the question that, it's kind of a catch-all, really, right? It's my favorite one because it's a kind of a catch-all. It's a, it does everything. It do, it's like Ron Seal. It does exactly what it says in the tin. You know what I'm saying, right? And this question has gotten me out of some of the trickiest, like conundrums and and bad thought patterns. You know, not not necessarily bad thought patterns. I don't know if any thought is good or bad because it's not a real thing. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just it it only exists inside our head. We give it, uh, you know, we identify it and we give it its life. You know what I mean? So like, when I'm thinking and it's causing me a, a physical reaction or something like that, or if it's causing me to be down, right? I ask, am I being 
good to myself by thinking about this in this way or having this thought? Am I being good to myself? Think about that for a second, right? So this is not like, this is not really a thought about an external thing, right? You know, the other thoughts are about external stuff. So like, are they beneficial? Are they useful? You know, can I control this or can I not control it? They're kind of more external. But you think about that question there now, the last one. Am I being good to myself by thinking this way? Question mark. Yes or no? Yes or no? If it's yes, you fucking ride that wave and you see where that thought takes you. If you're being good to yourself and you're thinking, you know what, I actually really enjoyed that run this morning. Yeah, I had to jump over a farmer's fence and take an old sneaky wilder poo, but I had a good ass run and it was great. And I, you know what, I was present for it as well. I was in that run. I was there for that fucking hour and 15 minutes. The only thing that I was put on this fucking earth to do was do that run and that's exactly what I did minus an old break for a poo right that type of thought pattern is fantastic because you're being good to yourself you're giving yourself the props you deserve and you're realizing every aspect of it and you're like yeah do you know what I was present for most of, for, for most of that if there's something you know within it that you want to work on you say look my stride was a bit off it was a bit too long and you know I think that probably slowed me down a bit that's okay that's just a that's just an honest overview of what you were doing but if you're generally like yeah do you know what i actually really enjoyed that run you're there you're sitting down with your coffee and you're sipping and you're talking about the run to yourself and you're like john fuck it i really like that that's the type of shit you want to fucking you want to wax up the board there now jump on that wave and you want to ride it because you want to be able to have there's not like there's not an abundance of opportunities really where you're going to say you know, where you're going to be able to say, where you're going to say to yourself, Jesus, I'm a great job. You know what I mean? But do more often. Do you know what I mean? If, if you've answered that question, the question, am I being good to myself by thinking this way with a yes, then expand on it. You know what I mean? Really think on it and, and just give yourself that opportunity to feel fucking good for you, about yourself and about what you're doing. You know what I mean? No. When, when you answer this question, right? And it's a no. It's a no. You're not being good to yourself. Not being good to yourself. You're saying, look, you're all Connor. One, th- one thing that I've been doing a lot of lately is, Connor, your fucking hair is ridiculous. Like, your hair is stupid. It looks stupid. It's always in your eyes. It's just, you know, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. You look like Lord Farquaad from Shrek, you know. You look terrible. You know what I mean? You think you probably think at certain times you look like uh, the prince out of Shrek, but you're a fair quad. You're absolutely fair quad and the shit out of it. You know what I'm saying? And I think I've been thinking about myself like that, you know, quite a, quite a bit now for the last couple of weeks anyway, you know. And I haven't gotten a haircut because obviously, you know what I mean, you can't get a motherfucking haircut around here. But also I'm like, I'm kind of holding out that like, yeah, do you know what? When this kind of thing grows out, might be nice. And I'm open to the opportunity of it being fucking, you know, long. You know what I mean? Actually long. It's in that awkward stage at the moment. And I'm like, yeah, you're fair quad. You know what I mean? But 
if I if I catch myself thinking about that, right? And yeah, look, it's a joking way. You know what I mean? I'm not talking seriously about being fucking Lord Farquaad. Like, but if there's one day where, Joe, maybe the day isn't going very great. You know, the day isn't going very well. You know, I woke up late and missed my alarm or something like that. And, you know, I didn't get out to run not yet, all day and I still have the run to do. And then, you know, I fucking catch you, you know, glimpse myself in the mirror and go, oh, Connor, you look fucking awful. You look terrible with your fucking hair all fucking long and stupid looking, right? That's when you're just like, ah, that's not really good. You know, and you ask yourself the question, am I being good to myself by thinking like that? No, I'm not. And when you're having a thought that is not good to yourself and it's a no, I do want you to verbalize it. I want you to say it. No, I'm not being good to myself by thinking like this. And Jesus H. Flippin' Crisleys. You completely take the power from that thought. You completely take the power from that. When you actually verbalize and you say, you know what? No. I'm not being good to myself there now by thinking like that. It's it's like giving yourself a verbal hug. It's like giving yourself a hug and going, yeah, here, man, John, fuck it. We're doing our best, aren't we? We're doing our best. We're trying our best. We're, we're making our way through the chaos of life. You know, it's like wrapping your own arms around yourself, like, you know. So you're like, yeah. I, I'm, I know I'm, no, I'm not talking to myself in a good way. And and that and then you then you continue in that vein. You go. So I'm going to choose to stop thinking about myself in that way, and I'm going to choose to start thinking of myself in a better way. And maybe you can just absolutely flip the script on it, and you can just flip that completely around. So that's what this whole thing is about. Is is about flipping those scripts around. Well, maybe giving you a map, a mind map, into into those types of situations when you're thinking about things, and you um. You don't really know where they're going. John, I've been there all, you know, a lot a lot of times, right? A thought comes into your head and it swirls around there all day. You're dipping in and out. Yeah, look, you make your coffee and you're forgetting about it while you're making your coffee. Then the coffee's made and the coffee cup is sitting down right next to you. And then the thought comes back in and you're, oh, Jesus, I don't know. I, I, can't, you know, I can't deal with this now. I need to put this thought away or whatever, blah, blah. And you try shoving it out of your mind no John, what you need to do is you need to minimize your interaction with that thought with these with these simple like i suppose mind maps th- thought patterns right where you're actually asking yourself those questions is this useful or, ve- or beneficial yes no um am i being good to myself by thought by thinking this way yes no can i control what i'm ta- thinking about yes no right when you do that, it's like a laser focus on all of these on all of these thoughts. And it also might give you a kind of a thing of like, you know, when you say, yeah, I can control it and yeah, or yeah, it is beneficial. You, you can act upon it and you can actually say, all right, well, look, if, if it's good, then let's let's do something about it. You know what I mean? So that's the main crux of what I've taken out of minimalism as a whole is being minimalist in my thoughts because i've 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 spent so long in my life just not being able to actually navigate through my own mind and by having these simple stop and and questioning and and finding the answers kind of methods and going okay question 
Can I control this? Yes, no. If it's a yes, it's this. If it's a no, it's that. You know, you're having your, you kind of have a structure to those thoughts. And that's the minimalist thought chain is try and go through it like that in that chain, okay? Can I control this? Yes, no. If it's yes, blah, blah, blah. then does this thought benefit me? Boom. Yes, no. Yes, it does. Go for it. Write it down. Share that thought. Expand on it. Try and make something out of it. Do you know what I mean? We Like, you know, we, we as human beings, we have plenty of bad thoughts as well. Like, you know what I mean? And bad ideas. When we get a good one, jump on it. You know what I mean? Take a hold of it. Because you never know when you might not get another one. You know what I mean? But anyway. Right. So that's basically it, lads and ladies. Um, I'm not asking you to throw away all your shit. Yeah. Feel free to declutter and sift through the stuff that you have because that will actually teach you an awful lot about how you're going to consume things into the future. Because if you're throwing away loads of the same things, you're going to go, okay, right, well, I'm not going to buy another pair of, you know, these open-toed stilettos because I don't wear them. I like the closed-toe version and I wear the closed-toe version all the time. I don't need the open-toe ones anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing away 16 pairs of these ASOS fucking open-toed stilettos. Not going to buy them anymore, right? So like it, uh, you can identify certain things where you're like, I'm not going to buy them anymore, right? So that's a good thing to, to check off. It also makes you think about the value of things. Think, thinking about the value of what you have. And, I, and as I said to you, the CPU, the cost per use. What's the cost per use of this thing? Let's say, let's say you, buy a, you buy a stand-up paddleboard, right? And the stand-up paddleboard costs you 400 euro. And you use it twice. That's 200 euro a use. But let's say you use it 40 times. That's 10 euro a use. That's good usage. That's that's 10 euro per session, per good time that this has given you. You know, that's 40 separate days or 40 separate trips. You know what I mean? That's 10 euro cost per use. Your cost per use is a tenner on that if you use it 40 times. You can see how something can go from being very, very expensive to actually being incredibly reasonable. You know what I'm saying? What's the use? What's the cost per use? What I'm going to get out of this? And I suppose that by decluttering, you get you get that kind of thought pattern out of it. You get that, do I really need this? Yes or no? And, and, and that will definitely help you with the, the thought chain then afterwards. And will it give you, it'll, it'll give you a general um, a gratitude for the things you have in your life, for all of the good stuff. Because when you're going through the things that you've accumulated in your life, you kind of think, whoa, do you know what? I've actually, do you know, fuck, I've lived a fucking full enough life, haven't I? You know, I remember I bought that top. I was over in Africa, you know. I remember buying that bracelet and I was over in Tanzania, you know, claiming Kilimanjaro. I remember this and that from these things. I, you know, it kind of brings you, brings it into your thought of like, whoa, do you know what? I've actually fucking lived a fairly interesting life. That's actually what I thought as well as lots of different things that, that, that came up, you know, from my trip to when I went over to train and fight in Thailand, when I went over to Africa, when I went to um, Ben Nevis. I'm actually wearing a, wearing a, a T-shirt that I bought um in fort williams which is the town beside ben nevis i bought it for six pounds in a charity shop because i liked it and i liked the color it was kind of a 
suppose kind of a navy purple lovely top and i was like you know what i'm gonna buy this lovely top six pounds i've worn it a hundred times <laughs> do you know six cent is the cost per use out of this top you know what i'm saying i'm winning i'm absolutely winning with this purchase and you know what's fucking class as well is you get like that too you're like oh i bought this for a tenner and i've used it 50 times you know what i mean it's cost me like nothing it's cost me per use it's cost me like 10 cent or whatever you know what i'm saying it's absolutely it's unreal something costs you a fiver you get 50 use out of it 10 cent a use like you know what i mean 10 cent use you know it's class but anyway and the thought the thought the the um the thought chain right honest to god homies use that thought chain use that thought chain if there's a thought that enters into your head ask yourself the question can i control this or am i being good to myself when i'm thinking like this yes or no and see where it brings you and see if you find use in it and you know the thing about it is the more you use it and the more you practice it it's just like hitting a ball off the wall with a with a with a, a hurley or like passing a rugby ball the more you do it the better you become at it and the more natural it becomes and the easier it becomes so um yeah i hope it's i hope like i know it's going to be useful you know if you try and implement it and if you implement it from kind of now from today onwards you know if you implement that in your life um i'll finish right i'll finish with a wee a wee funny story right i was reminded of this story recently um i because i was a kind of scale right you know on my story i was i was talking in irish and um, I was reminded of a story about when I was living in Canada, right? When I was living in Canada, like I don't really drink now, you know, I've had, I had, I had one real, two, two real drinks in the last two years, right? Um, and very, very recently at that. And, uh, but when I lived in Canada, I drank a lot because I used to drink a very, a very much, a very much lot, a lot of very much drinking. <laughs> but, I used to work um, for this company called English Lawns, right? And the guy who owned the company, Nick, was an absolute legend. He was from Birmingham, right? And he was just this lovely, lovely guy. I really, really grew very fond of him um, as time went on, um, as I lived over there and worked with him, right? And he got he got quite fond of me and, and of my friend um, Fergus Burke, right? And the two of us... Uh, used to go uh, with him every Friday, right? He'd have us work in North Vancouver because that's where he lived, right? And so we'd have our jobs in North Vancouver and whoever we were with would drop us generally to the to um, the ferry port in North Vancouver and we usually, like, meet Nick near there or else we'd go to a place called the Deep Cove Brewery and we'd have a couple of drinks, right but we'd be having a couple of drinks he just loved having the irish banter around the gaff you know what i mean he was from he was from birmingham and it was very very strange he actually had an injury to his voice box from a rugby match right and so he talked like this nick broad he, he talked with a kind of a, a raspy voice you know he's such a lovely guy such an interesting guy as well and we used to go to Deep Cove, right? And we went to Deep Cove Brewery there one time, right? And this is where the Irish comes in in this story, right? So we're in Deep Cove Brewery and we're having all merciful amount of beers, right? And the usual kind of tell that Nick is kind of getting a bit full up 
and is probably ready to go home is he orders a plate of oysters, right? So that's kind of the 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 signal for me and Fergus as oh oysters are coming, you know we're we're going to be heading away soon, right? So oysters are coming. We're slugging down the oysters. We're sipping on the last couple of beers. We're fucking well enough on here now, right? We're fairly well on. We're fairly toasty, right? And I remember Fergus Burke brings his 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 glass to his lips, right? And he takes a sip of the beer and he looks over at me and he kind of smacks his lips and he goes, shin, shin. And Nick turns over to us and he goes, yeah, I could go for some gin. <laughs> and me and Fergus are like, yes, yes, gin. That's exactly what we said. We would, we would all, there's, Two of us would also like some some gins. Let's get some gins. So, <laughs> Nick heard shin shin, right? Which is kind of like, that's it, or, you know, it's over, or, you know, like, you know, you know it's finished, or whatever the case would be in Irish, you know what I mean? It's just kind of a phrase. And he 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 heard, you know, let's get some gin, right? We were like, oh, well, yes, that's what we were thinking was gin, straight away. And he calls over the barmaid anyway, or the, 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 the server, and she got, he got, he's talking to her about the gins or whatever. And she's like, oh, we've actually got a platter of gins. <laughs> so we've got a platter of gins. So she brings us over three gins each. These are three full measures of gins with like different tonics and all fancy pants. These things were super fancy pants. No, right. I'm telling you now, these were the fanciest of the fancy gins you've ever seen in your life. And... We were there drinking them, like, oh, this one's lovely, and this this is just a beautiful, oh, I love the way the lime accents the tonic in such a way. Mmm, delicious. We were thinking we were fucking gin connoisseurs up in here. Now, we were filthy dirty, like, we had dirt all over our face and arms, everything. We had been lifting sods of fucking turf all day, like. And there we were thinking that we were fucking absolutely, you know, we were Mortimer. From fucking trading places, you know what I mean? We were absolutely living at large, you know? And we were drinking these gins, boys. Those gins, like... It was like somebody cracked open our heads and just poured a load of, like, muck and gravel into it and just shook it. I just turned into, like, a literal... A six-foot-two, like, bag of jelly beans. I was in pehooses. I was in bitsicles, right? Just absolute, Just put me to bed, you know? If not bed, put me in a coffin. And we had to make our way home. And then I remember, like, after we supped all these gins, we kind of finished them up kind of fairly sharpish because, um, because Nick's wife was on the way. And holy mother of sweet divine, when we hit the air, when the air hit us, it was like, it was like a, a body shot uppercut combo from like in prime condition, like 1988 Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? It was like, it was absolutely like Dunzo City. Two of us were absolutely wobbly legged fools. And I actually ended up having to hop off at like a couple of stops before my stop, like ages before my house and, and, and like get violently sick. Um, but very, very funny story still. Uh, I still have fond memories of it. Um, yeah, so if you're ever with an Englishman and you want him to, to order some gins, say shin shin, but don't say it really, like, clearly. 
say it say it in a in a really raspy ratfarnham accent and you'll get away with it and you'll get loads of gins bought for you and you'll probably vomit anyway that's a little story that i you know that that speaking you know askelge ermerskale you know speaking an irish on my kind of brought that into my mind i thought i'd share it with you because it's kind of funny and you know makes 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 light of the whole situation you know anyway right i just want to say to everybody that became a patron this week thank you so much for everybody that listened and gave me feedback and like really really fed into it and everybody that shared it on their stories like that's the thing guys is like that grows it like if you can't afford to be a patron of mine if you share that on your story and you let people know about the podcast and you draw people to it guys honestly it makes a world of difference to me you know really um because i know i've got something of value here you know what i mean and i'm only growing this is only episode eight you know and i know that like over the coming year and into into the next year and every year whatever the case would be i will have um i will have, I, I will have a good a good good show I, I i'll continue to make a high quality show do you know what i mean and and, and do it to the best of my ability i might even learn how to edit you know what i mean this has been one like this is an hour and 12 minutes and 30 seconds in now right and like i'm already like i'm I, like uh, you know I, I i didn't um like pause it once or whatever the case may be i don't know if that's not the normal way of doing it but that's just the way i've done it since the start maybe i'll learn how to edit and i'll be able to pause and like you know recoup and all this kind of stuff and then I, or i'll be able to edit bits out and edit bits back in or whatever the case may be but anyway thank you so much for listening to the podcast um I really, really appreciate everybody that has done so. Um, everybody that's given me feedback, and everybody that's shared and and told their mates, and like I've, you know, I've been heard about episode seven that it's um, it's been put into loads of WhatsApp groups and all this kind of stuff. So, honestly, thank you so much. I really appreciate everything that you guys um do for me, and as always, I will leave you with peace and with love. Khan.